You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian-owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You hear Sports Day SA every weeknight from 6pm with me, Paul Bonzer. And tonight, uh, Dan Menzel from the Eagles. How are you going, mate? Uh, not going that well, actually. I'm going all right, Bonz. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's footy's back and uh, trial games are back, which is great. Yes, but you had a little bit of an incident on uh, the trial game on Saturday. I was there watching and uh, you've done a bit of an ankle. Yeah, just rolled the ankle. So, um, yeah, just uh, strain the ligaments there. I'll be fine. It'll, it'll probably be a couple of weeks, but I'll be all right. Oh, that's good. So you should be up and about for round one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, just, that's good uh, news for Eagles more, fans. More annoying than anything. Um, that, uh, yeah, practice games, a lot of different uh, opinions on practice games and whether you should play or not. But, um no, it's good. You need them because you need to get uh, – we were a bit rusty and you need to get that out in practice games and uh, it's good to have them back. Yeah, we might touch on that later in the show as well. But uh, Jack Hurd or, or um, uh, Cam Ball won't be that happy that you'll be right for round one <laughs> playing Norwood yeah, at or, Norwood. Or you get Cam? Or Twig when he comes here on Wednesday night. Ask Twig when he comes in on Wednesday night. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, we'll be right to go. March oh, 31st, good, that good is. Uh, big show coming up. We're going to talk about the AFL preseason – We'll touch on the sample trials, uh, Sheffield Shield, Marsh Cup. Ben Menenti from the Redbacks will join us later in the show. we got our Kia Top 7. Um, which What are we doing tonight? The Kia Top 7, what's the uh, topic? Uh, the Top 7 is going to be the sporting events that we are looking forward to coming up in this winter. So there's um, some big events coming up, and we're going to talk about uh, what they are. All right, and uh, glad you reminded me of that. And you, your calls, your text, uh, call us on one three hundred seven three six. 736 or text in on 0427 154 166. It's our last week too, men's. Um, the big boys are back next week. Blighty and Wildy are back. Uh, we've had a ball over the summer. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to make our big week, our last week a big week, aren't we? We are going to make it a big week. We're going to reflect back on some of the big events that we uh, were fortunate to talk about and uh, some of the good guests that we had on as well. So it's going to be a great week. And then, like we said, when Wilds and Blighty are back, then the AFL is back, which is great. All right, let's get into it. Thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time? Explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Okay, the preseason games, the practice games, they don't mean a lot, or some to some people they do mean a lot. But we're going to go through and give you a takeaway of, from each of the games. Let's start, men's, with the Hawthorne-Collingwood game. Hawthorne went down by a goal. Collingwood, 106, defeated Hawthorne, 100. Yeah, so this was down in Tassie, University of Tasmania Stadium. And so the pies, the takeaway out of this game is Collingwood win another game by under 10 points, Bonds. They did it nine times last year. 
We've talked about it, saying there's no possible way this can continue. Well, it has. They've uh, won another game under 10 points. That's it. Um, wasn't a bad game of footy. I obviously watched uh, most of this. And, um, yeah, there were some good passages of play, a bit of scrappy stuff as well. Yeah, I think the the other takeaway from this is probably as a Hawks fan, you'd be pretty happy with some of the young kids that you saw and how they fronted up. Yeah. Uh, they were much better this week than they were last week against the Cats. So, uh, Hawks fans, there's some, there's some good young players coming through there. Cam McKenzie. Just keep an eye on him. All right. Uh, Frio played Port Adelaide. Frio, easy winners, 13-14 to 8-13. What's your takeaway? Yeah, the takeaway from this one has to be that Port Adelaide has been very flat so far in preseason. Now, they played West Coast in uh, match practice last week and lost that game as well. So the win-loss record means nothing in preseason games. However, they're over in Perth. Uh, West Coast obviously battled last year. Frio were pretty good, but... um, yeah, they were they were pr- pretty comprehensively beaten in the end by the Dockers, um, who didn't kick that straight. And there's there's definitely some alarm bells there for the power leading into round one, and uh, they'll certainly have to fix up a few things there, Bonds, because they haven't been one of the better teams in preseason, or probably lived up to the expectations of what people would have thought. Port fans, what do you think after the weekend? Text in on oh four two seven one five four one double six, Brisbane. Did a number on Geelong, 13-13 to 6-9. Yeah, speaking of living up to expectations, the Brisbane Lions are probably a flag favourites right now with their form in preseason. They look very good. And, again, let's not get carried away with preseason, but you look at the names that they brought in. Josh Dunkley had 31 touches on the weekend. They've taken the shackles off him. They're letting him play in the midfield how he wants. Uh, Will Ashcroft has come in, had 26 disposals. Uh, been very good for them as well. Jack Gunston's come in and kicked three last week, one on the weekend. He missed a few, but he's having shots at goal. So their recruits have been super. And uh, after what's happened to them the last three years in finals where they've struggled to get the job done, they look prime for a massive season this year. The Cats, um, they're just – I feel like they're just slowly getting themselves going again. They won the flag last year. Um, they weren't that good on the weekend, but – it's still early for them, so I wouldn't take too much out of that for them. But Brisbane, for mine, that's a, they look really good. Yeah, I like the look of Brisbane too. Uh, Saint on the Friday, Saint Kilda played the Bombers and uh, ten goals seven Saint Kilda. The Bombers bad kicking, three goals fourteen. Yeah, not a not a pretty game this one. Certainly not one for the archives. Uh, Peter Wright kicked one goal four for the Bombers, so he certainly didn't help their goal kicking. Uh, a low scoring game down there, RSEA Park, uh, and so. The takeaway for Mind Bonds out of this has to be uh, the, I guess, the vacancy that Paddy Ryder has left. And so the standalone ruck option with Rowan Marshall this year. Now, he dominated on the weekend. He showed last year when Ryder didn't play that he can dominate games and not just in the ruck, but in terms of possession. So he had the 18 hit outs. He kicked a goal, uh, four tackles, seven marks and 24 touches. Now, that is elite for a ruckman. He has a real opportunity this year to be the best ruckman in the game. Agreed. He looked fantastic. Sydney, they destroyed Carlton 15-7 to seven goals 12. Now, I haven't jumped on here. I've said that this guy is one of, if not my favorite player for a good 12 months now, Errol Golden. Three goals and 45 touches. Uh Again, it's a practice game. Callum Mills didn't play. And yes. so the coaches did talk about Gordon getting more of an opportunity in there because Mills wasn't there. So 
maybe a little flag there for um, fantasy players that he potentially won't spend the same amount of time in the midfield as he did in these practice games. But he looked elite last week in the match sim against the Lions, and he backed it up this week in incredible fashion. Uh, Errol Gordon, I hope they keep him in the midfield because he could do anything this year. Absolutely. Um, And we spoke about it before we came on air. He was in, talking about fantasy teams, he was in 5% of teams and then all of a sudden now he's in 25% of teams after that game. Uh, amazing. He, he is a he's future star 40, of the game. 45 touches and three goals. That is yep. that is some game. He does kick goals too. He, he does. He's silky. The Eagles and the Crows play. The Crows, uh, really easy win. 17-9 to seven goals, 10. Crows have had a couple of wins over in Perth. They have, and the takeaway here is the Crows form and the Crows forward line. So it's uh, it's really working at the moment. They're, they've got a nice balance in there with uh, the mids that are rolling through their lead. Obviously, 32 touches and a couple of goals um, has picked up where he left off last year. Mitch Hinge looks good for the, the Crows. Yep. He's been really good. Dawson obviously um, just does what he does, uh, ever reliable. But if we look at the forward line, Ben Keys kicked four uh, playing up there, which is important because they want to give other guys a crack in the midfield. So if he can go to the forward line, hit the scoreboard, and then be impactful when he goes in the middle, he'll be really important for him. Uh, Darcy Fogarty going to have another really good year that he's going to build on by the looks. He kicked another four. Tex kicked three. Um, and so the forward line is gelling quite nicely at the moment. Sam Berry get a couple as well. So if they can, their forward line's going to kick a score this year. If their mids can then chip in as well, they're going to be potent in offense, and I think Crows fans will be very happy. A little bit different to how Port fans are feeling right now with their preseason form. Crow fans, are you up and about? Text in 0427-154-166. We are happy with the Crows going into round one. All right, Saturday, uh, Giants played the Suns. Giants, easy winners, 19-8 to 12 goals, five. Yeah, look, they played really well, the Giants. Adam Kingsley has talked about uh, how they're going to surprise a few this year, and their size uh, was really impressive, just like their coach's biceps. They've bulked up like the coach. They really have, and it's led by their ruckman, Braden Pruce, who um, <laughs> he's been cited again. Uh, White line fever. Yeah, so uh, he's going to get that sorted, but... Um, They've got some. They've got some good players that are getting closer to their peak now. I talk about Josh Kelly, who's right in his prime. Tom Green is going to be a star. Uh, he's starting to get to that level now. He had 34 touches on the weekend, but then a few other guys that are a little bit more unheralded. They're, they're big. They got big raps on Finn Callahan and kicked a couple of 22 touches. Caniglia and Whitfield look like they're back towards their best as well. Riccardi kicked four, so. They look good, the Giants. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns, they did have a few out. So yes. I'm going to give them a little pass there that um, this game might not have meant as much to them as it did the GWS Giants. Bulldogs did what they should have done and beat North Melbourne easily, 22-11 to 13-7. Yeah, they did. Uh, North Melbourne was pretty good last week against the Tigers, going down by a couple of points, but they were no match for the Bulldogs, uh, who I am really bullish on this year, Bonds. I have them finishing third on the table. I think they've got a really good balance. Uh, one thing I really love is they've got Liberatore, who's just going to be inside this year and get it out to their their ball, good ball distributors. He had 33 touches and eight tackles in there. McRae's in there. Bontempelli's in there. So they've got their class in there. And then they've got Bailey Smith on the outside running, Trelaw on the outside. But the other one that's really impressive for mine is their height. Their key position players, uh, Aaron Norton, going to have a great year. He kicked four. 
Ugo Hagen kicked three. And uh, Sam Darcy, who I think still will potentially play down back, kicked a couple as well. So they've uh, got an embarrassment of riches when it comes to their key forward and defence stocks this year. And Liam Jones looked good too. They'll be hard to match up. And, yeah, Liam Jones, again, just slot 11 marks, I think he took. Yeah, he um, did. He yeah, just he slotted in seamlessly. And that's what they need to fix the Bulldogs is their key defence. So with Sam Darcy getting better, developing, and Liam Jones, uh, they're going to be a good team this year. Last game of the practice rounds was Melbourne taking on Richmond. Melbourne 18-13 defeated Richmond 10-11. Yeah, the takeaway of the round is, is it Grawn uh, or is it Gandhi? <laughs> uh, Brody Grundy and Max Gorn, uh, they, there's questions about whether it can work. They dominated this game. Gorn kicked 3-2. Grundy kicked three straight. Uh, they were dominant in the ruck against Nankervis and Saldo. Soldo. But then when they went forward to kick six goals between them, that's not going to happen every week, but that is a massive tick so far. And uh, the Demons, they look like they're back. Taranto, really good for the Tigers. Uh, but uh, Petraka and Oliver and Lo- and Lockie Hunter actually fit in really nicely too. So the Demons look really good going into round one. It's great to have the footy back. And uh, that was thanks to Lumo SA, Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Coming up on the show, we got our Kia Top 7. And later on, we'll speak to Ben Minenti from the Redbacks. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA. The award winning seven seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian owned, with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA with Paul Bonza and Premiership player with the Eagles, Dan Menzel. Men's, uh, it's time for the top seven, the Kia top seven, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Sports Day SA. It's the final countdown. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. What's our top seven for tonight, men's? Our top seven for tonight is the top seven sporting events that we are looking forward to this winter. Yes, so it is. I'm going to broaden the horizons here, Bonds, with a few different ones uh, and a few real common ones. So let's start at number seven. I'm going to go in chronological order. So if you want to write this down at home in terms of what you're going to tune into or head along to, then this is how it's going to pan out for you. So the 31st of March is where we'll start, Bonds. All right. That's a big word, chronological. It is. From one day especially. Yes, it is. And and we're off and running. The 31st of March is Major League Baseball opening day. Now, the, Ooh, nice. The thing I like about the MLB opening day is every single team plays on that day. You have 15 games with all 30 teams playing. Now, here in Australia, the early game, the one to tune in for starts at 3.30 in the morning if you want to wake up then. San Fran takes on the New York Yankees, so that will be at Yankee Stadium. And the other one, which I think will be a very good watch, is at 9.30 in the morning, a little bit more friendly time-wise, and that is the White Sox. Chicago White Sox taking on the World Series champs, the Houston Astros. So MLB, March 31st, opening day is number seven. All right, number six. We're going to go to the Masters Golf Tournament, which is April 6th to 9th this year. The voice of Jim Nance when you wake up in the morning. Hello, friends. And uh, you have the music in the background. Uh, it is incredible. It's a great tournament to watch, whether you like golf or not. It is um, just the 
history of it. Um, it uh, it gives you goosebumps watching it. I reckon. Live versus PGA, right and there. You've just masters spiced it up even more. So from there, let's go one week post the Masters, and that is Gather Round. So that is the 13th of April until the 16th of April, and it is here in Adelaide. It's what we are really looking forward to. There are some cracking games. The Crows take on Carlton on the Thursday night to open the weekend. Richmond-Sydney on the Friday night is a big one. The Adelaide Hills have got Brisbane and North Melbourne. Port takes on the Bulldogs, and Collingwood and St Kilda finish the round at Adelaide Oval. So hopefully we'll be able to feel those games. Bonds will certainly will be churning in for a couple of them. Great to have South Australia um, showcase gather round. Massive. Number four. Number four is, you touched on it before, Live Golf. So this is uh, the following week. This is April 21st to 23rd. It is at Grange Golf Course. Got to head along to this. It's going to be incredible. Watch Cam Smith, some of the greatest golfers in the world go around um, in our own backyard. Mark Leishman bringing his beer out on course. That'd be nice. It will be. Tune in. They've all got team names as well, which yes. is based on how they play. So uh, it's going to be great for the city of Adelaide to go one week from Gather Round straight into Live Golf the following weekend. Number three. Yeah, this is uh, also the same weekend. So if you're going to live golf or you want to tune in, there's plenty on this weekend. It is the Sandful Anzac weekend. Now, we know Anzac Day in the AFL is incredible between Essendon and Collingwood. Uh, the Sandful Anzac weekend for mine is the best Sandful uh, weekend on the calendar. This is why. On the Saturday, you've got Centrals taking on Adelaide. You've got Sturt versus Port on Sunday. West Adelaide takes on South on Sunday. And then Monday night, we've got Glenelg playing the Eagles. Glenelg's hosting there. And Tuesday, it is the grand final rematch at the parade. Norwood takes on North Adelaide. I love the night game at uh, Glenelg on on the Monday night. That'll be great. It's an incredible weekend of sport, that one. April 21st to 23rd. Number two. Yeah, this one is going to be incredible, and it's because right now we're seeing some incredible cricket from England in particular, but also Australia bouncing back against India. The Ashes is on this year in England. Uh, the odds are line ball. It is going to be line ball. The first test starts on the 16th of June. The last test finishes on the 1st of August. So a month and a half there in the middle of our winter that uh, it might be gloomy outdoors, stormy, raining. Uh, it'd probably be the same in England as well, but uh, be well worth tuning into the ashes. Question without notice. Spencer Johnson make that sword now? He doesn't. It'd be great if he did, our be boy. Close. But uh, no, there, there's right. a lot of good bowling stocks. There, Number one. Number one is the Tour de France, which starts on the 1st of July and goes to the 23rd of July. Might not be everyone's cup of tea, Bonds, but it is on late at night. I love watching it. it Puts me to sleep. I do enjoy it, but it really just relaxes me. <laughs> and the reason I put it in there this year is the previous two winners in Tadej Pogacar and Jonas Vinegard, they are head-to-head this year. It is line ball between the two of them. It's going to be a battle between the two. And so with the ashes on into the Tour de France, there's plenty happening in winter. All right. Out of those seven. <laughs> yes. Out of those seven, what's the thing you're most looking forward to? Oh, I mean... Prisoner of, the mo- prisoner, prisoner of the moment, I'm almost going to go the ashes with how good the cricket is at the moment. Um, the, the footy will be on and I'll love it because I'll be here and be a part of it, but I'll really look forward to tuning into the ashes. Which one would you go? I can't – I don't know. I'm I'm tossing up between Gather Round and Live Golf I was gonna here say, in Adelaide. In Adelaide, hard to go past Gather Round and Live Golf, which are only a week apart. What a, what a time of year it is in Adelaide. It, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. It's Kia's large SUV. 
It's available now at your nearest nearest Kia dealer. Um, Wildey and Blighty, they're not that far away. This is our last week. We said at the top of the show, they will be back as of Monday, taking you right through the footy season. And coming up on the show, Ben Menenti from the Redbacks will speak to us. They are playing in the Marsh Cup final on Wednesday over at the Wacker and their chance to bring home a trophy. This is the summer edition of Sports ASA with Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian-owned, with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to... Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. Men's, let's do some Lost in the Wash. Thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Toolkit Depot is your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. Sports Day SA. You're the best. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Now, we mentioned about the sample trials on the weekend, the first lot of trials. There's three weeks of trials, which is, is great for all sample fans. And I went out to watch your game, Eagles playing North. There was at least 500 people there. It was a really good crowd. Yeah, you're right. For, for, a, tr- for a trial game, it's uh, perfect weather on the weekend it for it. And, uh, yeah, there was a good crowd there at Theberton Oval. So um, it was uh, it was good to, after a long preseason, finally get out there and uh, play against an opposition team. And uh, we'll start with uh, Friday night's game, which was Sturt taking on Glenelg. Yeah, three-point win to the Double Blues. 9-10 played 9-7 at Thebby. Um, uh, you know, I, I guess Look, it's all... Two teams that played in the elimination final That's last right. year. So, so they're close. They were close last year, and I think they will be again this year. So um, I think out of this, there's not going to be too many shocks. You just don't want your team to have been blown out the water. Um, that's probably the thing you look for. And so Stern and Glenelg will be there about this year again. We know that. Yep. North and the Eagles. Uh, North won by 21 points in the end. You guys started really well. Uh, I thought I was, I was impressed with young Adam Deloyer out the middle, um, Jordan Lukak. A young ruckman in the second half. He only played the second half, did well. Um, Mitch Hardy looked fantastic for the Eagles. Yep. But then you go to North Adelaide and Aaron Young and Wiggy yep. were just doing what they wanted. And I thought Ramsey looked good up forward as well. Yeah, he did. The uh, boy got a bit of the footy. Yeah, and that that's probably the thing that stood out to me. Sorry, Zeckley. Zeckley, yeah. Their, their speed. North Adelaide's yes. speed with the ball and around the ball. They do spread really well, and they've got some good ball users as well. So they're able to get some speed on the ball, and they showed it again on the weekend. They're going to be a very good side again this year. Northern Central's played at uh, Westies at Hyacinth Stadium, won by 26 points. The Premiers? Yeah, they did 11-16-82 to 8-8-56. So, uh, they'll, look, they'll be very happy with that first up, the red legs. Uh, you never know. After winning the flag, it takes a little bit longer to get going again. So... Central's got a lot of recruits who've come across and it'll be interesting to see how they go. But I think that's a, it's a big tick for Norwood because they've uh, effectively had 11 more shots of goal there as well. So probably dominated the game in the end. Yeah, Twig will be in on Wednesday. So I'll uh, ask Twig about his try and see how the, the Norwood boys went. And South played West down at Flinders University Stadium and South won by 10 goals. Yeah, look, it's always difficult to play South down at Norlunga. Uh, they won by 10 goals. Look, West Adelaide were inaccurate in front of goal. Five goals, 12 to South Adelaide, who kicked really well, 16-6. So 
Not a great start for Adam Hartland's men, but they're, we know they're going to build and they're going to develop as the year goes on. This week's games, they're all on Saturday. So if you want to get out there, it's free admission. So uh, get out and have a look at uh, the sample teams. North are playing South at Thebby at 12.20. Uh, West are playing the Eagles at Hyson Stadium at 12.30. Centrals are playing Glenelg out at Elizabeth at Ex Convenience Oval at 12.40. And then there's a second game at Hyson Stadium. Sturt playing Nord. That's probably going to be a pretty good game at 5 o'clock. Double header there at, uh, mm. at Hyson Stadium. There'll be a bit of a gap between those games, but um, probably an hour's gap yep. between them. Yep. Uh, there's some good games there, so definitely uh, head along. It's a week off for the AFL, so there won't be any AFL footy on this weekend. So great opportunity to get out and see how your sample team is shaping up heading into the season. Yeah, Sample W have a week off as well, so no excuses. The weather's going to be good. Get out and see your teams. Uh, Adelaide United, how good were they on the weekend? Massive win, this. Uh, we knocked off Melbourne City 4-2, who are top of the table and have been top of the table since the start of the competition, have been clear on the top. Now, we won 4-2 against them. We played uh, Melbourne City not that long ago in Melbourne as well and should have knocked them off, uh, but they came back late against us in that game, 3-3, the, the results there. So it's good to see that we're taking it to the top of the table and we're third on the ladder now. We're every chance. Especially at the start. Um, I don't know if you see any saw any of the game, but... Melbourne City came out the blocks and they just controlled the first 10 or 15 minutes. Andrew Naboot scored early for them, I think, in the ninth minute. And, and they looked like it could have been anything. They had three or four shots of goal in the first 10 or 15 minutes. But uh, the Reds steadied and um, it got a, that's an outstanding win, really, isn't it? It is an outstanding win. And look, Carl played it down a little bit when I asked him this the other day, Bonds. But um, it's great uh, soccer or football, whichever you want to call it, to watch at the moment. Uh, they had another 19 shots on goal, Adelaide United. And so that's now five games in a row where they've had more than nine shots on goal. It is, um, it is very, very entertaining stuff. And so we take on Newcastle away this week and then Wellington Phoenix at home on Friday the 17th of March. So it'd be a great uh, game to get along to and watch us play this offensive style of football. No, yeah, they're, they're, they're on fire, the Reds, and they, they're a silly chance to take this thing out. We did get a text in, men's. Um, it simply says, and it's from the Cyril Pet, not Cyril uh. Pet, I should say, uh, one of our favourites, Mario. Uh, summer's over. Where's old Blighty? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great call. Uh, where is Blighty? Uh, the, the old Blighty? <laughs> no, no. Where is Blighty? No, nah, Blighty will be back next week. Um, so we'll wrap up the rest of the sports before he gets back into the AFL. And so the one that I wanted to ask you about, Bonds, mm. was uh, is the NBL Grand Final is on at the moment. Yes. Uh, the Sydney Kings, without their two best players yesterday, they played five minutes each, went over New Zealand and knocked them off. It was a great win, and it keeps the series alive because if a team – no team has come back from two zip down in a five-game final series. And only NBL. one team, which was the Sydney Kings, yep. has come back from one nil down to winner in the last 20 years. So yes. it's stacked against that team that uh, loses the first game. They went to New Zealand after losing Friday night at home, the Sydney Kings, and they won against them. Does that mean this Friday night they go back to Sydney, back to yes. Kudos Bank Arena? Does that mean that it's now that it's shifted back in Sydney's favour? Uh, I think it's still line ball. I really do. 
the the final game, if if we go back, let's say, let's say it swaps around. Sydney win this home game. Yep. New Zealand go over there. They win theirs. Ties it up at two apiece. This is what we want a five game series. You do. And then it's back in Sydney on the Wednesday. Cooks and Walton Jr. They're two stars that played four and a half minutes and nine minutes between uh, each. Will they be hundred percent fit come Friday? Uh, they'll be fit enough to play. Yeah. More. It's it's a great decision. He left him out too. Yeah. We should mention. Xavier Cooks. He's just yes. been signed by the Washington Wizards. So he's off to the NBA and he signed a, a two-year deal. So the rest of this season and next season, which is great for uh, Xavier Cooks. And it's great for the NBL yeah, because it shows the pathway there for players coming through that if you are good enough and you can be the MVP of the competition, then absolutely the chances will be there that you can make it to the NBA. So uh, Bonds, I'm not sure if you caught it. The F1 was back last night. Yes, uh, I I did. I watched all the pre all, all the last the couple of days. And, I've been watching the yep. build up. It's great in Bahrain. Um, Max has done it again. Yeah, so Max Verstappen won the Grand Prix for Red Bull. His teammate Checo Perez was second. Uh, Fernando Alonso was the story of the Grand Prix, though. Aston Martin they were eighth overall in the teams. They were nowhere, absolutely nowhere. Qualified in fifth, he got himself up onto the podium in third position and uh, he's been around for such a long time, a store of the sport. Great to see. But, um, look, the disappointing thing, I think, is, depending on whether you're a Max fan or not, he is so far in front of everyone else that after one race, it looks like the championship is already over. Their car is so much better than any other car. And Mercedes are going backwards, which is concerning for Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, they've they've got issues. They can't get the car right. They do. Um, I did see one guy uh, at the back. I think his name's Daniel. He had two shoeys going at the one time because <laughs> he's not involved with McLaren anymore. Who had a horrible first event. They did. Uh, Oscar Piastri, who had his first race, the Australian, uh, retired the car, and Lando Norris wasn't much better either. So he got lapped as well. Um, so McLaren are battling, but um, – Red Bull looked really good. Aston Martin looked really good. Ferrari had uh, Charles Leclerc retire as well. They've had so many issues with Ferrari over the last couple of years, and it looks to continue now as well. It's it's funny, isn't it, how the, at the start of a season you just get all these different little quirks and one car just seems to be a lot better and the other other manufacturers are going, how can they do it so much better? What What's going on? It, it is incredible. And then they show before the race, within half an hour before the race, when they're all lined up on the grid and they show the different mechanics from each team peering into another car and looking at it and almost going like, all right, why have they done that that way? Okay, that's interesting. What about <laughs> if we try that? Just find that amazing that, um, yeah, you basically, you don't show your hand. It'll be like poker until you're actually there ready to go in the race. And so um, it will be interesting to see the adjustments, but it's great to see the Bahrain Grand Prix was a great start. We got another text in from Mario. Uh, Adelaide United 4, Manchester United nil. That's what he thinks the result would be. <laughs> yeah, well, Liverpool, not, far away. Liverpool knocked yes. off Manchester United 7-0 last night, which is great for Liverpool because we have been struggling all year, uh, the uh, Reds. So to get one over Man United, the rivals there, um, they're actually going very well this year, Man United, but I like that call, Mario, because I'm not a Man United fan. Yeah, I'm, I might have been once. I just lost interest a little bit in the EBL. Yeah, I, I can see how that definitely can happen, uh, especially with other sports, I think, elevating up. And I'm not sure the EPL has so much over the previous few years and get all the different owners come in and different teams fluctuate and whatnot. But, um, yeah, look, it's uh, Arsenal is the team this year, actually. It might be their turn. They, they have had an incredible season so far. A lot of nervous Arsenal fans out there. Can they hold on or will Man City leapfrog them and jump every uh, jump them like they do every other team every year?
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see EPL fans, soccer fans. It's all about Adelaide United, really. Uh, but now we are going to talk some cricket. The Redbacks are taking on Western Australia in the final of the Marsh Cup over in the Perth. Our next guest is brought to us by Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Joining us on the summer edition of Sports ASA from the Redbacks, it's Ben Menenti. Welcome to the show, Ben. Hey, guys. How are you going? We're going well. Um, look, not the perfect result at the Gabba, but what did the team take away from the loss against Queensland? Uh, yeah, it wasn't ideal. Obviously, we were in a pretty good position after two days, and then our third day has probably cost us in the end, which is disappointing, but... Um, we know we're playing good white ball cricket and that's why we're here for, for Wednesday. So obviously disappointing at the Gabba, but try and park it and move on. Exactly that, Ben. So before we get on to the white ball stuff, I want to talk about um, your own form in the uh, Red Bull stuff. You've made 88 against Queensland, uh, 82 against Victoria a couple of weeks ago. You must be really happy with your form, um, particularly uh, with the bat, 447 runs at 37 this year. Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I hit a fair few balls and worked pretty hard on it in the in the off season. So it's nice to uh, reap some rewards on that. But it's uh, it's always just mainly more important to, to try and help the boys get to a score or ice and innings, um, which we've done pretty well this year as a team. So you're coming in at number eight. Uh, seems a bit low to us here, Bonds. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, an elevation in the order. Oh, maybe. I was at six the other week against Victoria and. I ended up whinging because I was bloody. I didn't get a chance to take my wife's off. So seven's probably seven. Seven's probably ideal. Um, <laughs> but we've got we've got a lot of good batters ahead of me. So whilst I'm I'm going all right, there's plenty of folks that are more talented than me batting above me. So I'll go wherever they need me to go and hopefully chip in with some runs. It's not always going to come off the way I bat, but hopefully that does most of the time. Earlier in the year, I was uh, commentating a T20 game with Chad Sayers, and he threw you up as a smoky to open the batting with Matty Short in the, for the strikers. Have you ever opened the batting in uh, white ball cricket? Yeah, I did a lot for, I did a lot in club cricket. Um, growing up, uh, that was pretty much where I batted in all my T20 cricket until probably the last, well, I did this year in club cricket as well. So it's not something that I'm, I'm foreign to, but it's probably, it probably looks a little bit more, Strange when I'm going from batting eight and shield cricket to yep. opening big bash, but opening in shield, uh, big bash cricket and one day cricket is definitely something that I've I've always liked the idea of. Um, unfortunately, my ability probably isn't quite there yet, but it's something to hopefully push for in the next couple of years. And whether it's sort of six or seven in red ball and fifty over cricket and a bit higher in T twenties is the plan, but things can change pretty quick. They can, and uh, so you obviously bowl off-spin as well, so you're a very good all-rounder. What do you see as your weapon out of the two, though? Are you a bowling all-rounder or a batting all-rounder? Look at the stats this year, it's probably batting, but um, I've always been a bowler, um, bowler first and foremost, and that's my that's my main skill. So to be contributing with the bat, it's nice. It's nice to be able to sort of stay alive and, and in the game in with bat and ball and, and even in the field to an extent, so... Um, it, it's always been bowling, but 
with a couple of the big big quicks who've got going well at the moment, I don't have to do a whole heat, which is which is nice. I can just stand there at slip and try and catch them and and chip in and try and get a couple of wickets here and there. So just on that, we talked with Spencer Johnson last week, and he took seven for forty seven on the weekend. Uh, it must be really pleasing to see, obviously what he did in the big bash, and then now it's converting to the Red Bull cricket as well. Yeah, no, he's going very well. He's um, everything he's touching is turning to gold at the moment, which is a nice place to be in, and it's nice to have him on our side. He's bowling beautifully and, and nice and quick. Just trying to keep his head small enough so he fits inside some of the ground. But, um, but no, he's going. He's going very well. Just on that, uh, obviously he's bowling very quick. You said that. Uh, do you try and avoid Spencer in the nets? No, I don't actually mind facing him. Okay, in the nets. Um, I. There's a lot of our blokes are pretty yuck to face in the nets, but we've got to do it eventually. It probably makes it a little bit easier sometimes when I'm going out at number eight on flat wickets compared to batting in green Adelaide nets with new balls zinging around. So um, it's always a good challenge. We've got a lot of quicks playing in one day in shield cricket and a lot of quicks that are just outside as well that have got a lot of experience too. So got quicks coming coming from everywhere at the moment down Adelaide, which is a nice nice thing to have because they can sort of pretty quick once they get a couple of injuries. So with that backlog of, of big boys running in. Let's talk about your move to South Australia. Um, obviously, uh, you've been here just for this season. You've With the Strikers now, you've had a, a reasonably successful, well, probably a pretty successful year with the Redbacks. How did that come about, the, the move to Adelaide? And um, you're obviously pretty happy that you did that. Yeah, yeah, thrilled, thrilled that I did it. Um, yeah, I was, I wasn't really planning on. I was down in Tassie last year. I played a few game and a one day, and was in the squad for a few other games. But I was just planning on staying there, um, trying to force my way into the into the squad there, and try and get a contract upgrade. And South Australia gave me a call and offered me a, an opportunity, which um, I was I was pretty thrilled to sign. And obviously, I felt like I. They took a bit of a chance on me, so I felt like I owed them a bit, and hopefully I've returned the favour to them in some respects. And he, a nice cherry on top if we won on on Wednesday. But I feel like the group we've got at the moment, and the coaching staff, and and everything we're sort of working towards in South Australia, we've got a fairly stiff wrap over the last three or four seasons um, in terms of results and stuff like that and people often write us off and, and don't give us a chance so it's a bit of a nice uh, nice to be in the final here to just prove people that we are heading in a different direction and, and things are going the way we want them to go. Yeah and we can't wait to see how it plays out on Wednesday against WA at the Wacker and so Ben we took on WA about three weeks ago now and they did it pretty comfortably against us. We made 210 all out, and they made three for 212 off 38 overs. So what have we got to be wary against the whacker? Oh, I think I think it's uh, it's pretty obvious they've got, I think everyone in their 13 that they'll name is going to have played for Australia at some point over the last few years. So um, they've got stars coming from everywhere at the moment. They're going to have to have stars probably not in the squad. So... We know it's a massive challenge and even more so a massive opportunity to to be brutally honest. A lot of people are probably not giving us a, a, a sniff at it, um, but we know as a group um, that we've got enough 
enough in our in our squad of 13 here to, to upset them and, and hopefully win a one-day comp, which would be pretty amazing and pretty exciting. So the opportunity is there for us. It's how we how we derail them a little bit different, and we'll dive into that tomorrow and, and try and cut out with come up with a couple of options to sort of knock them off. Is the key to start well, regardless of whether you bat first or bowl first? And, and what would you prefer to do? Would you prefer to uh, bat first and set a total in a final, or do you think chasing them is going to be the way to go? Oh, they've both got their benefits, don't they? I think if you bat first and you get runs on the board, it's 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 awesome. Um, scoreboard pressure in a finals, great. Um, equally, you look at WA and the Scorchers over the last 12 to 24 months, they don't often lose too many chasing. So um, either way, whatever we do, we've got to start well and we've actually got to maintain it for, for, the, for the best part of our, our innings, whether it's battle ball and try and gain some momentum because... As we all know, they've got a lot of match winners in their team and it only takes sort of two blokes to put their hand up. Equally the same for us, two blokes put their hand up and and win us a game and it takes probably 13 blokes, 13, 14, 15 blokes to get you to a final, whereas it only probably takes one or two blokes to do something special on that day to actually win it for you. So um, we've got a lot of match winners. They've got a lot of match winners. We just hopefully can do a bit more on the big day. Now, Ben, with the final at the Wacker, it's not traditionally a spin-friendly wicket. Uh, in terms of your bowling, do you how much do you take into account the wicket and Ben over there, and do you have to tweak much at all? No, no, there's not a whole lot of tweaking. Um, I'll just have different plans to different batsmen, and and I'll try and nut them out as best as I can, work out where they're going to hit me, um, try and break it down a little bit from there, but... I got five for at the Wacker a couple of months ago, so it's not too scary a place at the moment. Ask me again on Thursday morning. It might be a different story, but hopefully, uh, hopefully it all goes well. I prepare as best as I can and the rest will take care of itself. Great to hear. He's got the confidence, Bonds, and so he should. He made 61 off only 39 against uh, WA last time they played, so um, doing it with the bat and the ball, so he should absolutely take that confidence into this game. Um, I just uh, want to ask you what you do away from cricket. Do you have any hobbies, or or are you studying anything, or what do you what do you uh, what does life after cricket look for you? Not that I'm making you retire in, in the no, near no. future. No, um, I joke about that a fair bit and tell them I'll probably be sacked soon. So, um, <laughs> no, it's um, it's I've got a few different things at the moment. I'm. I'm just about to start a construction management course uh, certificate. Um, actually, doing a bit of work with, trying to do a bit of work with a horse trainer as well. So, trying to keep my hands full over the next few months. Anyway, once the season finishes, otherwise I'll go stir crazy. But no, nah, a few different things. Um, spend a fair bit of time down at the beach and and a lot of coffee drinking with a lot of the boys. So, uh, it'll be a fair bit of that through the next couple of months once the season finishes. So, are you a bit of a punter then, if you like the horses? Yeah, I am a bit. I'm not, I can't say that I'm a good one. Um, but no, I don't mind that on a on a Saturday. Um, yeah, responsibly. I just want to learn a bit more about it and learn what it's all about. And do it responsibly, obviously. Um, exactly <laughs> hey, right. Ben, uh, look, we, we wish you all the best. Uh, hopefully the boys, you and the boys, can go over there on Wednesday and uh, knock off the cocky Western Australians and bring that trophy home. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, lads. Thanks, Ben. Ben Menenti there, Bonds, and he talked about the WA lineup. Um, for those who don't know who 
probably is going to line up for WA. This was how they lined up against us last time. So Philippi and Short opened the batting. Bancroft at three, Inglis at four, Stoinis at five, Turner at six, Aaron Hardy at seven, Paris, Gannon, Stober and Berendorf were the bowlers. So uh, You could probably add Mitch Marsh to that. I think he's fit and he'll play. So <laughs> It's an absolute it's challenge, but it's going to be a great challenge. We've, well, got, we've got some very good players in there and some good players in good form, like Ben Menenti as well. So that's correct. what it comes down to at the end of the day. He's guys in form. I love the confidence there. You know, he's coming off a 60, as you said. He said, I got five for there last time I bowled there. So he's he's ready to go. And that's that's great that they've, they've got a bit of confidence. And they, um, I wouldn't be writing them off either. I, I think they're a really good chance to uh, knock off Western Australia. Yeah, you never know what can happen in a final. And WI have been absolutely cruising so far. So you made an interesting point about uh, whether to bat first or to bowl first. And we've seen the Perth Scorchers, albeit a different team, have chased down totals easily in the past. So wouldn't be uh, – if it was Michael Bonds, I'd probably put him in first and uh, see and if you can get a few. Yep. Let's, let let's Spencer loose on let's, him. Exactly. Spencer's in some great form. At the Wacker, hopefully it's going to move. It's going to bounce. Uh, you never know what could happen. Well, where's we- Agar, Spencer Johnson, two of the informed bowlers in the country, let him loose on that top order of Western Australia on a bouncy track. Yep. And, uh, and Ben Manetti at second slip just snaffling him. All right. Uh, that was um, all thanks to the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento as well. Men's, we're nearly out of time. It's been another jam-packed show. There's so much happening around the sporting globe. There is so much happening. It's our last week, Bonds, before Wills and Blighty are back. So uh, it's a big week this week, but um, it also means that AFL's nearly back. It is. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow on the Summer Edition of Sports Day SA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian-owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day.